Look, in the solar business, there's really only two types of people. There's the ones that crush it, make six, seven, and eight figures, and then there's everyone else. The question is, which one will you be? Over the last four years, we've studied the sharpest solar sales and marketing professionals and how they build multi-million dollar incomes using only the best sales and marketing strategies. So how do these solarpreneurs do what they do and what makes them so successful? This podcast is your answer. Join us and thousands of sales pros, marketers, and entrepreneurs as we take the solar industry by storm and uncover what it takes to sell more solar with less effort. Welcome to the Solarpreneur Podcast. What is up, solarpreneurs? Today we got a very special episode and a guy I am actually just stoked to have on the show here and his name is Walid. Walid, welcome to the show, my man. Pleasure to have you on. Pleasure to have myself on here. Dude. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're a stud and I love what you're doing. Yeah, we'll appreciate you on the show. And the reason why I've been coming after Walid to hop on the show, we met, I think it was actually at a door to door con. First time I saw you, I think was in Grant Cardone. Uh, mm-hmm. when he, he spoke last year and while he caught my attention because we we're going to see Grant Cardone and I see him like walk past everyone and everyone's like what are you doing what are you doing and well he's like no Grant Cardone's my homie we're friends so he saved me a spot on the front row and I'm like what the how does this guy know Grant Cardone and how is he getting this seat saved by Grant Cardone himself so I started checking uh while he out and Come to find out, you were interviewed by by uh, Grant on his Power Player show, right? Or on his uh, yeah, show yeah, there. Yeah, Ask the Pro, yep. Yeah, so he was on that show, and then um, turns out he was one of the hit, heavy hitters of of Solar that I didn't even hear about before this. And to me, you you look, I mean, I'll be honest, you look like this young punk kid just like walking up there. So I'm yeah, like, what, yeah. what is well, this kid? <laughs> he looks like he's younger than me and Grant Cardone's. Honestly, at that point, I was, I was – I was, I was a young punk to be honest at that point. So you're right. <laughs> yeah. Well, young punk or not, you still had Grant Cardone's attention and still were mm-hmm. doing some awesome stuff. So yeah, Thanks, man, man, you definitely got got my respect, and I know you've come a long way since then too. So, uh, so yeah, tell us. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah tell us yeah. a little bit of your back, background, Walid, how you got in the industry, and um, just kind of where you've come since then. Yeah. So. Uh, I started really my sales career, I'd say about six, a little over six years ago. Um, and then I jumped into solar and it, my started like, it was MLM network marketing. Uh, it was like, you know, selling like things like jailbroken. Like I would take an iPhone, I would jailbreak it and sell that service. And, uh, you know, and I wasn't even doing it. Like I was just outsourcing it. And that's kind of how I started. And the reason I did so is I had dropped out of school. And, uh, you know, I was always like, I was a straight A student. I, uh, was top of my class and, uh, you know, I, I used to take like college courses back when I was in middle school, do you believe it or not? Like after school. So I was driven, wow. but, um, I, I took a different path back, like when I started college and, and so I kind of like checked out and then I realized that I couldn't do that for much longer. And so I started looking, like I just started like doing research and figuring out, okay, how can I now make this work without going to school? What skills can I develop? Uh, what opportunities are out there that I can make? You know, at that point, it was six figures, but six figure income. Uh, and so obviously it ended up leading me to sales. Uh, 
And dude, I got so lucky because at that point I had a friend that was doing solar at solar city and, you know, he kept insisting, insisting, and he'd tell me all his money he was making. And uh, I got lucky dude. And, and, and uh, the numbers made sense. It was a product that really is helping the world. Yeah. It helps the economy, you know, it, solar uh, industry grew 12 times faster than the economy. Uh, like uh, last two years, uh, solar has been seeing like a, a compound growth of 50% every year for the past like 12 years. Uh, you know, you know how much you're saving customers. And, and so I was like, wait a minute, this, is this really this good of a product? Yeah, it was. So I went all in, I went all in bro. Awesome. And, and, and uh, ended up being a top rep there and uh, never looked back. Uh, and one thing led to the other and, and here I am today. And, you know, we could talk about what I'm doing today, but that, that's kind of how I got into solar and sales. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And crazy that's well yeah i'm sure you've thought the same thing but i came from the pest control industry and we're charging people more to spray their bugs but yeah what i loved mm -hmm. about solar it's just like we're putting up a product on their house and they're like saving money and then we're getting right. paid from it so yeah it's amazing it's crazy and, to be able to save them money <clears throat> and the, the other thing that we look at is like the upside right there's it's still solar still a niche market so there's still less than two percent market adoption here in the u.s yeah and it's going to be a mass market. It's going to be, it has, it is in Australia, you know, right now it's a 20% adoption. Europe's at 20, uh, Hawaii's at like 30, 40, uh, you know, Hawaii's, you know, has, has, uh, adopted so way sooner than the U S and markets that adopted like Cali is at 11%. Uh, Arizona is about around the same. So it's going to happen. It's a matter of time. So we're really lucky dude, that, that we're, we're in it at the time that we're in it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I agree. Never been a better time, in my opinion. It's only going to yeah. go up from here. And so my question is, well, you, well, you're, I mean, you're so young. What are you? How old are you now? Uh, 24. 24. Okay. So I'm 25. You're younger than me. And I can't even mm -hmm. dream of getting Grant Cardone's attention and like mm -hmm. doing the things that you've done, <laughs> how young you were. Well, I'm, so. I'm, I'm younger than you in my physical body right now, but uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. spiritually, I don't know. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You probably got years on me <laughs> mentally and spiritually. But yeah. How did you go? Uh, how did you like just become such a rock star so quick? How did you like generate the attention and build the team and become the top rep like so young? And was it just mm -hmm. like you got in there and it was kind of instant? You just figured out how to get to the top or how did you build up your team and start becoming uh, a top dude, rep? Uh, it was hard. It's uh you know, most people, what, what people see, right, are what you show them. So, yeah. like, I only see you through social media. I see you uh, through what you show. Um, and really, that's the only way I can see right now, social media. And others, you can see them in person, whether it's in meetings, you know, however else you see people. Mm -hmm. But for me, it wasn't about that. It was what, was pe what were people not seeing. Yeah. I took advantage of that. Like, I made sure that I was outworking everybody because I knew I uh, had less resources. Yeah. I wasn't, I didn't have the same experience. I didn't have a car when I started. Uh, I had to use my parents' cars. I didn't have money to pay for shit. I didn't have a lot of things that everybody else had, but what I did have was, I believe, more grit, more passion, more energy. Uh, I would, the things that I had, I, I, I pushed to the max and, and I did it all day. Like I went all in, bro. I mean, it was all I did. You know, awesome. if I wasn't eating and sleeping and shitting, you know, uh, <laughs> it was, it was working. Yeah. And so uh, that, that's how, dude. And, and ultimately, you learn like there was a lot of things that I was motivated by back then that I thought were what I wanted, like money and, and attention. 
uh, and like fame and respect. And I do want those things, but not as much as I want certain things now. Mm-hmm. And I'm gl- and, and, and the only way you learn is to actually do it and you kind of figure it out. Like there's no, you can, you, you, we can leverage information and, and, and it's really important to get the right info, but you really only know by actually doing um, and seeing for yourself what turns you on, what turns you off, what you like, what you don't like, you know, mm-hmm. what's aligned with you and what's not. So that, that's how, bro, it's a lot of work and it's a commitment, like absolute commitment. Yeah. Um, I love yep. it. Love it. Yeah. I think bottom line, that's going to propel you more than anything you do. But what were, what were kind of some of your struggles when you're starting out in the beginning? Um, I guess, what did you have to push past to become like that top rep? You said you started at Solar City and then went into managing the team, became the top rep. So how did you go from just like this young kid coming in and then do you think it was just outworking everybody or was it a combination of working and figuring stuff out or what were kind yeah, of the so, struggles I you mean, went through? Yeah. So at first it was all I had was like my one controllable variable. Like I focused on what I could control, which is my work ethic. Like I could work harder than everybody, Yeah. but you can only do that for so long. So I did that and I, you know, complimented it with, I started learning, okay, if I do this, it's better. Like I'm able to get more, like I'm able to, to get more results working these hours, you know, six to eight mm-hmm. homeowners are home or five to eight. I knew that, um, you know, earlier I could catch people at a certain time weekends. If I really maxed out, I could get like a whole week's worth. I knew the better times to follow up. So instead of just working hard, start working smarter. And I was asking people that were really succeeding in my office, uh, in other offices, you know, we were lucky that there were many, many other people that were successful in there. And I asked them, I, I would just ask them, Hey, do you like, I want to, I want to get there. I want to succeed. What do you do? You know, what works for you? And I would, I would ask and ask and ask and ask. And mm-hmm. you usually get the answers if you ask and I would apply. And then I kept doing that. Um, and you know, that, that's, that's really how I did it. Dude. And I struggled a lot, man. It was a lot. And what's funny is thinking back what everybody struggles, mm-hmm. everybody, but the people that really succeed that I found in, in our organization and really anybody I've talked to, there's always a time where you, the struggle gets really, really hard. Like let's say this is a struggle you know, for those of you that aren't watching the video, uh, picture like a, a thermostat and, and the, the lower the thermostat, the less, the, the, the higher the struggle. So uh, if there's more struggle, if it's harder, most people, I would say like 90%, 95% people start to give up. They start to do less. It's not working. Screw this, screw that. It's not working. And eventually they quit. When actually the people that actually succeed, dude, are the ones that when it's getting harder are actually pushing because in reality, it's a sign that what you're doing is working. Mm. And, 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 and if this is different, people don't believe this. It's, it's working because the, the way a butterfly learns to fly is first a caterpillar and through the struggle of getting out of its, co- whatever it's called, a cocoon, right? Yeah. Through the struggle there, which really, really struggling, it builds enough strength, builds enough strength to fly. Mm. The same thing with with us that those those times right th- those moments where it's really really hard you need those are the opportunities to develop the strength that you need and willpower to succeed because if you don't and you get the success it's not going to be yours. it's really not yours yeah so um i've learned in, in retrospect that those are really defining moments so right now when i'm going through struggles you know in this department this division this system this this process i know that's that's a that's a like a signal that okay, I need to do something here. And whatever I do is going to serve me in the future, 
you know, um, and really helped me instead of thinking as like, fuck, it's not working. It's not working. This sucks. Yeah. You know? True. Well, yeah. And it's, it's true. I, it's, it's like Grant Cardone says too, every time you hit a new level of success, there's always going to be new problems that presented itself or that mm. presents itself. Um, like, I mean, I don't know if you've gone to Grant Cardone's events, but he had like what 35,000 people or something at his last conference he had that's going to present a whole different set of problems than doing things small. So I'm sure you experience the same thing. Every time you move up the ladder, move up, there's a different set of problems that present themselves. But yeah, it's Mm -hmm. awesome that you're able to get through that and just generate the kind of success that you did. And now you've built your own, I mean, you got your own company and how many, how many reps do you have in your company in your organization right now? Uh, It's a good question. We're recruiting really heavily. Um, Like right now it's active uh an upward of like 70 to 80 reps okay. and but we just we just brought on a new uh partner and his focus is a lot of his focus is recruiting and and uh we should we're recruiting i think right now we're onboarding maybe 30 30 new people a week and of those half will actually stick so um it's a uh, it's a tough question to answer but that's where we're at right now about closer to 70 uh 70 okay. 80 yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah i know it's always different uh thing keeping guys on too it's always tough finding the guys yep. that will stick in this industry so let me ask you well we're all about in this podcast the solarpreneur we're trying to just create kind of that multi-dimensional solar rep that knows not only how to knock doors uh, but how to follow up how to close deals just trying to create entrepreneurs out of sales reps what i think uh, i think it's lacking in the in- industry we have so many guys that only know mm-hmm. how to knock, maybe only know how to close. So you mentioned um, that you figured out awesome ways to follow up and all that. What are what are some ways you've seen, just kind of a tactical strategy, I guess. What are some of the best ways you've seen to follow up with customers and, and make that happen? Yeah, and this is a great question because when I was really starting in sales, I looked at sales as just one skill. But yeah. within sales, sales like almost a category of skills. Then within it, there's prospecting. And mm-hmm. then within it, there's, there's actual follow-up and then there's closing and then there's referral generation and, and, and uh, client conversion. And, and so I, I would look at it as there's micro skills within and the, the more you could refine those skills, each one of those, the, the more value you become and the more value you can provide to your customers and the industry and to companies. So um, that's the way I look at it. So if we were to like zoom in to follow up, uh, for instance, right? That was your question. Follow yeah. up. Mm-hmm. I, I look at it like the way I do business is I, I'm real with customers uh, and whether it's following up with a rep or customer or client or investor. And I don't try to like BS it and script it. Mm-hmm. And so I treat them like a friend and, and I usually follow up as if I would follow up with a friend. Mm-hmm. You know, so if I was your friend, Taylor, you would send me a message differently Mm. Uh, then you would send like usually in your mind a customer. So I try to keep it close to the friends so that we're on the, you know, we're, they realize that I'm a person too and that we're, con- we're truly connected as, as, as beings and not connected as customer to, 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 to company. And that's really served me a ton. So, so thinking of that, then, you know, if I, if I set up an appointment, uh, you know, I'd usually say, Hey, it's Waleed. Uh, uh, good to see you today. You know, just something simple. And again, I don't think it just simple, send it out. Then, uh, you know, uh, I usually always put in my schedule when to follow up. So if I mm-hmm. connect with somebody today and I know I need to follow up with them tomorrow, I'll put it in my calendar. I'll say follow up. It'll say F you. 
and it'll say the person's name. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, it'll be a quick follow-up. So I'll just, you know, hey, uh, uh, you know, hope your day is going well. Um, and then whatever it is I need from them, uh, remember, send me your bill today. Remember, send me your bill. So very simple, small, uh, don't overthink it. And it's being yourself. So being, you know, you be Taylor in your message and I'll be Waleed. And the person, the customer will connect with that and they'll know it's real. Um, and obviously within that, you need to know, um, you know, basics, basic word tracks, right? Like you need to know your product. You need to know what the next course of action you need to take them. Like you need to always lead the customer to what's the next thing you need that's going to move the deal forward. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what I do. You know, that's, I just know that that's the, that's the core. And then everything else is kind of just, you know, I'm just being me. Yeah. And that's something I wasn't, I didn't even know that following up was a thing. I didn't know that was a part of sales until after mm-hmm. probably two years in this industry, probably until I started watching Grant Cardone and he said that 80% of the sales, something like that happened between like the seventh and 12th follow up. And that blew my yeah. mind because up to that point, like, I never followed up with, with anybody. It was like, yeah. I and I was like that too, bro. Yeah. Like I, when I started at Solar City, I, I got, a, I was number one in sales, but I also eventually had all the, most of the cancels really quickly. Yeah. And obviously I fixed that after because I learned that, I mean, I didn't know that that was follow up as a part of it, but yeah. that's when the game starts. Cause you think about it, you just attracted somebody. Think about like, maybe you, I don't know if you've dated a before, but you probably have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Married you, now. So. so, or a guy, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, so, you know, the work starts not at, like, after you've invited her to the first date or after your first date, that's the real work. Cause yeah. now you've got to then, you know, lead her to whatever there's uh, you know, marriage or whatever it is, the next step. That's the, that's the real work. And that's where people get paid the real bucks um, because you're able to manage uh, relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's something I'm trying to improve. Cause like I said, I've been told recently, I didn't even think that following up was necessary, but yeah, it's cost me a ton of deals and I know I left a lot on the table. Do you think that's true in the solar industry too? Have you found that it's like Grant Cardone says seven to 12 times a follow-up you think is necessary for solar too? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know what, like right now solar, one of the biggest problems in solar is customer acquisition. Customer acquisition costs have been increasing. They were like 20, 2,400, you know, five, six years ago, they're at like 3,800 right now, 3,400. To acquire a customer, mm-hmm. it's increasing. We're in a market, this is in the US, in a market like Australia, Europe, it's 400 to acquire mm-hmm. a solar customer. And the problem is the reason this is happening is not acquisition, it's customer experience. Custom, mm-hmm. and customer experience comes from how are you engaging, how's your company and you engaging with your customer after you've closed the deal? Mm-hmm. So the solar industry, like there's about 40% cancellation. The four, Sunrun had a 40% cancellation last time they reported. Solar City was 50. So wow. when, when you look at the numbers, the numbers tell the story. And it's the, the biggest opportunity to provide more value in our space right now, because it's a new industry and growing, mm-hmm. is that. Is that. It's, it's follow-up, is nurturing your customers. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, as well as I do, that solar takes you know, 60 to 90 days, ultimately, to turn the system on uh, yeah. across the country. And so you know, you customers need the most answers and engagement after you've closed a deal. It's new to them. It's new to everybody. So yeah, I, I would definitely say so. And if you do a good job, you get referrals, dude, you can get at least one referral or two and you can double your business mm. and, um, and you have good reputation, you know, you get good reviews. And right now people are working so much harder because they're not actually nurturing the customer. So they have to 
there's cancels. I have to spend more time getting newer deals, more time trying to save that deal and more time to try to fix your reputation. So, uh, you know, that's how we look at it. And those are, uh, and that's really, there's a huge opportunity just even in solar where if you just provide more value that way by following up, you're already beating 50% of people. Yeah. I mean, like I was never taught that. So imagine, I don't think it was just me that didn't know that you're supposed to follow up. So I think that's yeah. something that's key that not many people are doing. That's yeah. Something. And so, if you're listening to this, it's, it's about skills or what gets you paid ultimately. And, and uh, I would definitely develop, you know, look at sales as, as a, a category of skills and zoom in and each one makes you more and more valuable. You know, I, I used to look at it, you know, every skill is a, again, I'm, now I'll be able to make a hundred grand a year. Now I'll make 200. Now somebody you know, will pay me seven figures, you know? And so ultimately, and, and that's just a reflection of how much value you're providing. That's yeah. all it is. If you're actually providing value, like making people's lives better and helping them mm-hmm. it could be small, it could be big, <clears throat> then it'll be reciprocated. And it's usually reciprocated, you know, in the game that we're playing in money, you know? Yeah. And that being said, I mean, that's why we're trying to become entrepreneurs because you look at entrepreneurs, they don't do just everything themselves. They build out teams of people to do all these things. So Mm -hmm. in some ways, I don't think sales is any different. You look at all the things you got to do, you got to close, prospect, follow up, every aspect. So I don't think we should be afraid to get help with that. Um, I mean, I I just hired, hired a virtual assistant that's helping me organize my CRM. So I think when we start to think more like the entrepreneur, it's going to be a lot easier to not just Mm -hmm. focus on. I like it. Yeah. And it out. When you, when you you brand it, when you brand it entrepreneur, it almost like it opens up all these new sets of skills that you could leverage and, and, and and tap into to do your job better. So I really like that it's entrepreneur and, you know, sometimes people confuse it as like, you know, you're doing your own thing and that you're, you know, your own boss and that you're, uh, you know, like the shit and like, <laughs> yes, like yeah. that's true. You should think of yourself as your own boss because yeah. you manage your life and you should think you're the shit because you need to have confidence to win. Uh, but it's, it's, that's not what it's about. It's really about getting better uh, and really getting better in, in many, many ways so that you can like right now you have a VA, you now created yourself maybe five, 10 more hours a week so that yeah. you Taylor can provide provide more value to customers, whether it's now you could schedule visits. Now you can, you know, focus on uh, asking for referrals or, or, or scheduling a community event. Like because you thought that way, you've now created yourself more time. And when Taylor has more time, I'm sure you're inclined to do more uh, that is aligned with serving more people, you know, getting better. So, yeah. And yeah. I know you're, I know Waleed's doing it. Anyone you look at Grant Cardone, uh, Ryan Stuman, any of these heavy hitters, you bet your bottom dollar they're not doing it by themselves. They got entire mm-hmm. teams of people doing things, and there's no way they're oh, yeah. going to spend. They're not going to spend their time on something that they could hire someone to do for you know ten bucks an hour or whatever. So yeah, yeah I'd be it. nothing. I would be nothing without my team. <laughs> yeah. Like nothing. Like I'd yeah. be. I mean, I'd, I'd succeed, but it would just be like a figment, like a uh, like a, a grain of sand on the beach. To, compared to what I could do now that I have a team that's better than me and a team that's doing things that they know that they need to do for the overall success of everybody. Um, and when you tap into that, man, it's amazing what you could accomplish and what value you could provide for the world when, when, it, when people come together to do that. Yeah, it's awesome. So yeah, I think as solar, solar reps, solarpreneurs, 
that's something we got to change in the industry. We got to figure out what we're not good at to figure out things that we can offload and, and just start to focus our time more on the follow-up, more on the closing, the things that are actually making the money. And I think that's mm-hmm. how we're going to create the new generation of the top closers and, and really start to crush it in the industry. Well, Walida, I know we're short on time here and I know you're a busy guy and everything, but um, the last question I wanted to ask is, how did you manage to get on Grant Cardone's show, man? How did you generate that mm-hmm. kind of attention that he uh, called you up or was it you contacting him? Yeah, so it's, sim- so it's simple, dude. Uh, I would just bring it back to ask. If you ask, uh, you, usually, you, you, know, you usually will get the answer. Uh, and all, honestly, questions are the true answers. So I asked, um, you know, I, I, at that point we were one of his like clients and, you know, we were committed to, uh, GCU and we were seeing success with it. And, you know, we were sharing our success as a company and, uh, uh, to them. And, and then, uh, one of his top guys there said, dude, you know, I think it'd be a great idea to get you on the show. And of course me being a young buck and being excited and, you know, wanting to, at that point I was, you know, I wanted to you know, in a way, almost like show off or in a way, just like get wanted attention differently. Mm-hmm. And so I was excited about it. And, and so I did it. And, um, you know, it, it just came down to asking, you know, I, I wanted it. And so I asked, uh, um, you know, myself, and then I asked, uh, you know, initially I had asked uh, one of his guys to, um, you know, what do I need to get on the show? And, and, you know, I didn't think much of it. I just asked, like, it wasn't like something I felt strongly about. Yeah. And after I had asked that, I kind of just put it out there and, you know, I think weeks or maybe a month or so went by and it's like, Hey, by the way, I really think you could be on the show. And, um, and then it happened, dude, it was, you know, and I didn't, and it wasn't a path of resistance. It was a path of least resistance. And usually yeah. if you ask and you, you really want it and it's really yours, you don't have to put too much resistance. It's yeah. yours, you know, so it'll happen. So I think of that, uh, some, a lot of times when I, get things that I, I, you know, are, you know, attractive or successful or, or uh, look good and or make me feel good, you know? Yeah. Well, number one, you bought his, his product, you're a member of his university and all that. So that probably helps. And then, and then asking, yeah, I think that's key. And yeah, I'm mm-hmm. starting to see that networking. If you buy, if your customers first of these guys' products, I think that does help. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause you, as a customer, think they got to respect you as a customer too. That's true. Yeah. And the way you think of the game, right? So I would think of the game. Are you, are you a numbers guy? Do you like numbers and economics? And, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'd say I'm not the biggest numbers guy, but. But you like yeah. numbers, you know, numbers, numbers are like, it's, it's when you're selling and knocking, it's about numbers, right? Like you're, oh, yeah, yeah. how many people you talk to and that converts to this. Sure. And all. So I would look at it. And one of my mentors taught me this uh, as just a numbers game, economics in terms of providing value. If you give, a little bit more every day by default you will get more so if you give one 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 today you give two tomorrow you give another one tomorrow you just give a little bit more i'm talking about things like holding the door for somebody or picking up trash on the street or making a call that you should have made and letting go of your ego and saying to somebody i'm sorry or you know uh the pretty much the, the denominator there is just providing more value, a little bit more value, not the intention with the intention to get. But you know that if you give a little bit more, you will always get more because the universe, God will be in debt and they always fill the gap. Whereas if you seek to get, like you're thinking about, I want to get, I want to get, I want to take, I want to take. Now you're in debt 
and you have to fill the gap by providing more value and making up for it. And so I'm glad you brought it up because I, you know, if I, 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 I believe it now, if I didn't, wasn't already a customer of Cardone and I wasn't already providing value through, you know, we were doing reviews for them and we were, you know, we always, always talked about how great they were and how amazing it was to work with them and gave them referrals. If we weren't doing that, I, I think naturally we wouldn't have, uh, you know, we wouldn't have gotten, I wouldn't have gotten on the podcast and that kind of, uh, fame and ultimately that led me to connecting with guys like you and and uh and so um i think that's what that's what it is dude and uh it's helped me a ton right now like every day taylor i'm thinking about how can i give a little bit more every single day uh and it doesn't mean it doesn't have to be in big ways um and it's amazing how things just start happening for you when you do that and uh so love it love it and yeah i know you're doing the same thing with sam taggart and what he's got going on I know you're mm-hmm. in a lot of his trainings and things like that. Yeah, Sam's Probably a stud. Same thing, yeah. right? Same thing. Yeah, dude, same thing. Products, but we promoted it, crushed it with it, and yeah, now he's promoting yeah. you and what you're doing even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm always asking, how can I? What can I do to help? What can I do to help? So, like, you know, with guys like Sam and, and you know, guys like Grant or you or whatever, what can I do to help? Like, being in a place of service so that you can help people, uh, you know, the way they want to be helped, and you can also do the, you know, do it in ways that you think they need to be helped. But yeah. Uh, Love it. Love it. Well, uh, Waleed, yeah, I know we barely scratched the surface, dropped some value bombs on us. So I appreciate it. Definitely took some mm-hmm. notes here. So I'm, I'm late to my next call for you. So I, I, I'm glad we got to chop yeah. it up and I hope, hope this really helps some people. For sure. Yeah. I loved it, man. Um, so yeah, last thing and yeah, we'll let you get to your call, but um, where can guys connect with you if they want to find out more about your company or what you're doing or about you? Yeah. So I would just make it easy. Just just go to my Instagram, Walid Halty, W-A-L-I-D-H-A-L-T-Y. And I'm usually on there. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll answer DMs and, and, and try to connect with guys. So that's probably the best place to find me and what I'm doing. And I've been very, I haven't been as engaged on social media just because uh, the, the, where my company is at and our focus, but I will always answer DMs and always try to connect with people. Awesome. Yeah, I can attest to that because I've asked him questions and he's always looking to give value. So appreciate what you taught me, my man. Of course, so keep crushing it. And uh, yeah, thanks again for being on the show. Lead. Hopefully we can have you on again in the future and drop even more knowledge on us. But uh, keep crushing it. And thanks again, man. Of course. And if you're listening, I would say uh, definitely stay connected to Taylor. It's, there's a lot of people doing things, I think, with, with, with different intentions. And it's really all about intention. I believe, Taylor, that you're trying to have this podcast be a platform that facilitates, um, you know, more growth and more value in the solar space and, and to solar reps and managers and, you know, what you're calling solopreneurs. So I love it, dude. And I think if you're listening here, just, uh, you definitely want to stay connected to this guy because he's just getting started. Awesome. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yep. Cool. Course, we'll Thank stay you. connected yet. All right. Thanks. Taylor. Take care. See ya. Yo, solarpreneurs, thanks for being on today's episode with Waleed. Go ahead and give him a shout out on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you do your social media. Also, let us know what you thought of the episode. Give us uh, your suggestions for future episodes. If you want specific people on the show or specific topics, do you want more solo episodes? Let us know. We want to hear about it all. For next week's episode, we are going to have a master in Legion. His name is Tyler Eggleston. He is a two comma club award winner 
which anyone that follows Russell Brunson or ClickFunnels knows that that's a pretty prestigious award. So you're not going to, going to want to miss what he has to say and hear how he made it into this pres prestigious club and got his award. So tune in next Friday for next episode. Wow, what another amazing episode of the Solarpreneur Podcast. Now, before we take off here, do us a favor and go leave an honest review on your platform of choice or wherever you're listening to this podcast. It helps us get the word out about the Solarpreneur movement and impact more entrepreneurs, sales professionals, and marketers just like you. And hey, don't forget to head over to Facebook and join the Solarpreneur group for more daily content that's going to impact you and help you take your sales game to the next level. See you guys in the next episode.